Hi guys and welcome to the Movie Quest podcast. It is the hottest day of the year, the hottest day since 2003. We're sweating, we've got no shoes on, Oof. it is hot. El Scotcho. Uh, actually, can I point out that you've got some Star Wars socks on? I thought you hated Star Wars. Hey, I do, but people buy me socks and I wear them. <laughs> you can't, no, I'm sorry. You have got to commit to what you go Mate, for. Storm I'm not going to get rid of socks just because I don't like the film. You are a stormtrooper. Speaking of storms, we might get one. Oh yeah, we're looking forward to a... a a lightning storm outside our we, podcast studio right now. We were outside. We got a few <laughs> spots of rain. We came inside. There's no rain. Um, it's warmer inside. It's warmer inside. So Ugh. we're doing this for the benefit of our equipment and for your audio quality pleasure. Um, so yeah, so basically, this is the first time all three of us have been in a room together for, for a little while now. This week, we haven't got a film to talk about, have we? No. 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 We just thought we'd get together and have a little chat and uh, talk about what we've been watching, what we've been doing. Um, We've all been really busy, haven't we? Hence, we haven't got together to watch a film or anything. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm away next week. Aaron's just come back from being away. Um, Ant's not been away. (laughs) No. um, It'd be a bit boring on my own doing this podcast, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Ant's musings. Yeah. (laughs) Um, no one wants to listen to that. Really, <laughs> um, My wife doesn't want to listen to it. Never mind everyone else. So just to keep things regular, uh, we're meeting up uh, today so you can hear our lovely voices. Also, we just want to see each other, don't we? Hang out, have a chat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, Aaron, where have you been? I've been to England. No, I've been to Canada. Ooh. I've been in Canada. My wife and I went... Oh, it was like three weeks ago, I think. For four, three weeks. Four. Yeah. Been posting so, on that Instagram every day. Oh, I've been gramming, gramming hard. So if um, anyone knows me or follows us on Instagram, if they want to see any of the pictures, they're very welcome to do so. Aaron's basically been living the sort of like Instagram model lifestyle for the last <laughs> few weeks. He's posting every day in his beautiful locations. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful people. Speaking of beautiful locations, do you guys know where I stayed for the first four days of my, my trip? Uh, you stayed in the the town the location where they shot the first episode of Gilmore Girls is that correct that is correct and that is not what I was going to talk about oh, but okay. let's talk about that yes yeah the, so the pilot episode was filmed in a place called Unionville which is where we were staying and it's like Markham <coughs> sorry Markham is a huge big part of Toronto and essentially Unionville is a small part of Markham mm. and that's where it was filmed and there I took a picture of my wife outside of that. Never seen Gilmore Girls. I mean, I've seen bits of Gilmore Girls. Hey, it's so good. Everyone says that, but I've watched episodes because my brother, my mum, and I think my sister have all watched it, and it just sounds like no gibberish. You get into it, and it's great. No, I, I, I've watched. I've watched like six episodes now because Sarah controlled the remote, and uh, yeah, I was like, "Who's watching Gilmore Girls on my Netflix account?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> Sarah's watching it." And yeah, I don't get that show. It's just oh, that's so good. nothing happens. No, you get into it. You get, so when you, st- when you start to figure out who the characters are and you sort of know, learn who the characters are, you, you start to love them and you just grow in you and grow in you and you just want to be a part of the town. It's, I mean, oh, it's so good. All I'm going to say is I watched it in dribs and drabs and bits, bit by bit and I was able to figure out the plot and where people were at and Heather will testify to this and I'm not, I'm not lying. This time I won't have to apologize like properly on the podcast. Like each week, I would have like a catch up, and I'd be like, "So, where's Rory at?" And then we would just talk about it. Um, 
So, anyway, where, so where were you? Aaron? I was right. More importantly, right. For the first four days of my holiday, I stayed in an old people's home. Oh right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> were, they, were, they, were, they old people, were the old people there? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I was introduced to Aunt Mary Sue, Jane, and Jeff. I don't know any of their names. I know actually I remember one of them. One was called Howard. He was a cheeky chappy. Why? Why were you in an old people's home? So Heather's grand like lives in a like a, a an apartment place <laughs> inside like a huge ah, like, okay. old people's place. It was weird. It was weird. I mean, you know. Did you think about in like 40 years time when we're going to be all in our retirement communities? Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> we're going to be doing this if, podcast. <laughs> if, we're, if we're absolutely balling around the corridors of this like apartment complex, that'd be hilarious. It'd be pretty funny. It's just a weird experience. Like, it's just not what I thought I would be doing the first four days of my trip. I didn't not enjoy it. Like, it was pretty relaxing. But hey, fr- free why hotel. Why Instagram that? I did Instagram it. Uh, did you? Yeah, I'll I'll send I'll, I'll post a picture on the Instagram. Not today, but like I'll put it on our actual Instagram. Um, like I think it was in the first day or something, maybe that I posted a picture of it. Oh yeah, look, there's Heather in her apartment. Sweet. Yeah, sweet digs. That's pretty good radio content there, Aaron. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> isn't it? It's good. I mean, I'll, I'll post a picture on the gram so people can see. I'll gram my already grammed gram. Very good. So. I grew um, up in a... Well, I didn't grow up, but I, after school every day, I used to go to an old people's home. Did what? Like, that's where no, I, Johnny, we went to school together. I don't know. No, no, be, no, before that, before that. Like, like <laughs> when when you needed what? supervision when you went home from school. So, like, my granddad would pick me up. He'd take me to an old people's home where he worked. And I'd just, like, run riot around there. Is this where, is this where you watched all your, um, all your old Alfred Hitchcock films? No. <laughs> There was a smoker's room and there was a non-smoker's room. All right. It just makes me think, like, it's just like a Johnny version of, like, Kez or something. Like, <laughs> just, like, weird black and white, like, weird thing. I don't know. But there was a guy without an eye. And I was like, why don't you have an eye? And he's just like, I lost it. I was like, okay. I can't believe you used to just, like, hang out in old people's home. Cool. But I suppose if your granddad worked there, it's less weird. It's, it would be more weird if you just went there because it was, like, therapeutic or, like, chilling you just enjoyed to chill out with the old jazz. people you felt more at home with the old people which would explain a lot about your constant film constant smell taste. of boiled potatoes <laughs> we had boiled potatoes um, anyway so after that we went to a, a, did, a lake did you and while you were in Canada there. did you watch like, any Canadian films like when, oh, when, when, actually, I, when I go on hold these places I like so I went to we went to Italy for me and my wife's honeymoon we watched The Godfather because I was like okay we're in Italy we've got to watch like an Italian film here so watch the. I mean, obviously the Godfather is American, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I was going to say you know, but a lot of it in Sicily and all that, you know, Italian heritage. And then when we went to New York years ago, the third time I went to New York and I went with uni. I remember on the plane going over there. Did you I was watch? Like, I was like, "What film can I pick?" And I picked Godzilla. Oh, nice! They like that. They like early two thousands or like Godzilla. 90s one. Godzilla. Yeah, that one. That and I watched it because I think you know what all the New York films that there are, that there are what film you know sums up New York. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch no. Matthew Broderick running around the city. <laughs> Perfect. With, I don't with that guy from Leon. Anyway, yeah. So, did you watch any like Canadian films to get so, you ready to be? Let's talk about. All right, okay. So this is I was introduced to something that not just Canada but also America are fully into, and I was like hooked from day one so Gord Heather's uncle um, introduced me to something called Live PD do you guys Live know what PD. that is? No. is this like so I've heard of like live car chases and stuff that, that okay. people watch yeah along the right lines right so this like lawyer right has come up with this idea where he will attach like 
obviously you know like cops have like body cams mm. and stuff but he actually sends out um camera crews to like hang out with the cops and then just like they follow them live from like Is nine to like live streaming so yeah thing? literally live so you're watching wow. like but they've got like cops all over like the america that they watch and it's just like it's the most i don't know you just uh, you hooked yeah yeah because you, like, you don't know what's happening next yeah like yeah. it's like we're chasing this guy down the motorway or like it could be really boring they just to stop to talk to like some homeless person or something but then the homeless person has this like really like heartfelt emotional story to talk about and or they speak to some drunk guy and he's just like had a really bad day and he's like breaks down into tears or so is it like live 24 hours a day kind of thing yeah kind of but it's usually between certain times right but it's genuinely for maybe four nights in a row like that's all i watched with like gord it was incredible oh, are they like the same police officers yeah so they have like a bunch of different police officers and then it's like um narrated by a bunch of different police officers and then they talk about like if there's like a new drug on the market like they'll have like an expert come in and be like so the reason this drug is here is, is- it sounds very similar to those shows that are on like channel four like eight o'clock at night where you just watch Cop, uh, watch police police camera action yeah and like take, take, take pulling over bad road guys wars. or whatever road it, wars it, yeah, is, it is basically that but it's just taking to like the next level and it's live as well every day but what's really funny is when someone's getting arrested they find out that they're part of live PD and instantly they change and they're like <laughs> oh I'm on TV hey mom <laughs> I like you know they're like just basically saying like sweet I'm on like yeah. a TV program okay. anyway um, Canada was amazing. The people were amazing. Um, I absolutely love my trip, and I think we will definitely go back. That's 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 it. Yeah, I I've I was saying to Mel, I was like, I bet I bet Aaron wants to live there now. I bet he's like, because it's like, it's culturally similar enough. Like, you know, not not too different. Like, like when you went to Japan, it's quite a big jump to go to Japan and live there. Whereas Canada, you know, everyone's got some family there. They speak the same language. It's beautiful. Like, I, I was like, I bet, I bet Aaron and Heather are thinking maybe we, we should live there. I, you know, like, if that's the way the cards fell, uh, we wouldn't not do it. It would probably be pretty easy for us to become citizens over there. In fact, I know it would be quite easy for us to become citizens over there. But, like, at this moment in time, we have no, like, push to go over there. Like, I, the people I met and the parts of Heather's family that I like got introduced to, I really got on with. Like they're mm. really class people. Like cool. honestly, like great, great time. I felt so well, nice coming back. Glad you enjoyed your, your summer break. Good news for the longevity of the podcast. Yes, <laughs> don't worry, Stay, it's not, it's not going to end soon. Sticking around, guys. We'll just do it over Discord, wouldn't we? Oh yeah. Well, I actually got someone um, who's probably going to be listening to it. Uh, his name's Colton. Like, if Colton, if you're listening, shout out to you, boy. Yeah, I, I saw the stats. I saw the, the Canadian stats go up a bit while you were there. <laughs> I was like, oh, Aaron's telling people about the podcast. Um, he he also said like, if we can ever get him on as a guest, like he'd be well up for it. Fly him over. Save it, films. Back to the future. When we get the big Patreon books, we can fly people over. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. Oh no, no. He said, I'll do, I'll do it over Discord. So, Johnny, where have, you've been away. That was great then, that transition, because it's just as, as Johnny had a big mouthful of drinking. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, have I been away? I have been away. Yes, I have p- been away. You yeah. sent me a picture. Everyone's been using that face app, and you sent us a picture where you look like Metal Gear Solid or uh, Solid yeah, Snake, yeah. old man in like a forest or something. I don't know. What yeah, me me and Tom from the Avengers episode, um, we decided to go on a little trek around the Lake District. Um to try and do this route called the Bobby Graham, which is a, a runner's route, uh, which they try and do in under 24 hours. And we tried to backpack it in like five or six days and we failed pretty bad. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, it's not 
meant for rucksacks that are really heavy uh and it was so hot like we were struggling to find water and Oof. stuff so yeah we kind of caught it short but we had a good time we had a good t- did did you like carry around camcorders and like get lost in the outback like on yeah the, the jeopardy that that show in the, oh that the scottish, the scottish show, show yeah, yeah that was incredible from, like, the, the bbc like, the show 90s, the, the, oh. where they get abducted by aliens and stuff oh, but they, yeah. well, well they never actually get abducted by aliens you just like think they're gonna get abducted by aliens and people <laughs> would go missing and they'd be like and the big, the big mystery I had not wasn't the aliens. It was how the hell did they, did they have all these batteries for the yeah. camcorders? <laughs> like this lasted forever, and they ran out of water. But the batteries, oh, it kept going and kept going. Anyway, I was, I was hoping we'd get some footage like that from Johnny. No, we were just knackered and just sweaty, and yeah, there's no time for doing anything. No, no time for the podcast. Like, is what yeah. you're saying. We were walking, eating, and just like collapsing at the end of the day. Um, yeah, that, that was about it, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Have you been anywhere around? So it was my th- it was my thirtieth last weekend, and my wife took me down to London for a surprise uh, trip. So I well, she told me the day before, so we could plan a couple of things. But um, she took me to the Stanley Kubrick exhibition, which is something that, I mean I've been aware of for quite a while. It's been they had it in um, America in San Francisco for quite a few years. Um, I remember hearing about that years ago and thinking, oh, I'm jealous. I can't, not, not, not going to be able to see that. But when it came over to London, I mentioned to my wife, I was like, oh, that'd be class to go to. Not thinking about it after that. I just thought, oh, yeah, that'd be really good to go to. And then she got me surprise tickets and we went down on the weekend. And it was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, it looked incredible, like genuinely. Oh, I, I posted quite a lot of photos of the yeah. Instagram. Mm. And you, so Aunt Texan was like, is this going to be too much? And I was like, no, nah, I'll be fine. And every single post, I was like, oh my goodness, that looks so cool. I had, I, cool. Post, I had more stuff as well, but I thought I can't post all this. <laughs> I might post a few more bits, but um, basically it was it was in the Design Museum, um, which is a really cool museum anyway. I've never actually been to, but we had a look around some of the other parts of it. It was, it was worth going. Um, they had a exhibition all about Sainsbury's food labels from the 60s which I loved anyway um, really really cool looking packaging uh, but yeah we, but we went to the Kubrick exhibition and it was fairly busy um, had a wander around it basically was split up into started off walking around and it's like just lots of like cool props and stuff from just a, a, just general sort of miscellaneous sort of stuff not necessarily, not necessarily connected with all, just a specific film but like like a, one of his Oscars and uh, they had like all his lenses and stuff from he used for for when he was, for, for, when he was um from yeah like special men- lenses made for certain films and stuff um and yeah it was just like a wealth of dif- different like artifacts so it, 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 each section was it was split up into like his major films throughout the years so I think it started off with uh, Paths to Glory. Uh, which had uh, it was mo- mo- mostly back then, like for Basquiat and Spartacus, it was mostly just like a couple of costumes. He had some f- films, like parts of the film, should be shown. But then they had a lot of like a lot of letters back and forth from the studio mm-hmm. and hi- him giving notes and that sort of stuff. Uh, Kurt Douglas writing back and forth messages. But it got really interesting when you got into uh, the Shining, yeah. which is my my favorite Kubrick film and possibly my favorite film of all time. Um, it's up there at least. But they had like loads of really cool, like they had the Shining, the original Shining book um, and he had like, so the Stephen King's novel right there with like Kubrick had like written loads of notes in the margins and like highlighted certain like lines that he liked or lines he didn't like and stuff that he should, should, they should keep in the film and stuff they should get rid of, stuff they should change. 
Um, they had the original typewriter from the from the shiny, and they had like all the different, um, you know, like it's uh, what is the what's the line? The famous all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. They had like all the different languages for that. So like, obviously you had to, to make sure it made sense to all the other so like Spanish and French and all that. They, they oh, got right, the same okay. phrases and we printed them all out, uh, which was that, so that was really cool. But like what the the best bit of the whole exhibition was. Uh, was all like it's just stuff you wouldn't think of that that interesting but it was all the uh, feedback and notes because he was like a, pro- a prolific note writer he would write notes about everything and he'd give feedback to all the different like so like even to like the titles for his movies or the logos for his movies or posters or like uh, the, the sets and they were making them and he'd and he'd, he had all this like he had all the notes out there so they had like there's this whole thing back and forth with IBM for 2001 Space Odyssey, which was fascinating. Which is basically, they'd gone to the IBM, because this is like the early, well, the mid-60s when they were making the film. And back then, not many people knew about computers and knew, knew what, really, like, how, you know, what, what sort of stuff you'd put on a screen when you were showing like a dummy screen in, in the film. So they'd like written to them asking for like, can we get some expert advice of what sort of stuff would be on the screen what computer might be like in the 2001 um like how you know a supercomputer might work so they're looking looking for research for how and ibm came back with this like really detailed plan of how this this big space computer might work where they had like three men operating it it was like a big cylinder and they were like it was really cramped and they were sort of like you have to move up and down this whole giant computer. And then you had all the notes back from Kubrick, which is basically that he hated it and that it was terrible. And like, it was just like not, not very, it, 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 they were just weren't thinking far enough ahead. Like they, they were thinking about computers at the time, which were massive, big, huge room sized objects. And he was thinking, well, no, it'll be like smaller, more, and it ended up with Hal, you know, the little like, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, little like the, the light that's glowing. And it was like, it basically, but the, what was fascinating was just like his notes back and forth, yeah. and like his just bluntness about what he hated and what he did. What they, they just they were wasting his time and all this sort of stuff. It's fascinating, but yeah, like I, I would totally recommend it as a, as a you know somewhere to go to if you're interested in films and stuff. Like it was really really good. Um, I mean, I've done other things similar to it. I've done like the Harry Potter tour and stuff, which is more like a sort of like a Disneyland, but with all the sets. Like that's ve- that's very much like. Like you could take anyone to that and they'd enjoy it. This is this is more like if you're into films and you're like into Kubrick and stuff. But um, yeah, there's just loads of good like like alternative names to Doctor Strangelove and like just like on literally what he'd been handwriting out and stuff and just loads of really cool like little bits of background knowledge and stuff. I mean, I could go on for ages talking about all the different films and all the different stuff that they had there. It was it was fascinating. I've been talking to Sarah about it and she's. Um, I've got her interested in potentially going, but she's not seen any Kubrick films. Okay. So, what would you two guys recommend as okay. like a first? I would uh, say first Kubrick film. I would say, I mean, first Kubrick film. Oh man, that's hard. I would say for something that's only Kubrick, I would say two thousand and one is pretty special. Like, and also because it is so much in that that you'll take away from the. For an exhibition for as well. I think The Shining is. I mean, that's my yeah, film. The Shining's amazing. Mm. Um, I don't know. Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal, Full Metal Jacket is really good, but I feel like it's a, it's a little watch, bit though. too similar to a lot of other Vietnam films. And if you're sort of not that interested in that sort of thing, maybe you wouldn't be bothered. Barry Lyndon, I would say, stay away from that. It's too long. 
It's, it's a I'm, I'm keen on watching that. Period dramas, maybe she would be a bit more interested in, but was it like three, four hours? It's a four-hour film, I think. What, what, actually, what was cool there that they had, right, and this is probably really boring to everyone, so I apologise, but they had these special candles that they made just for Barry Lyndon, and they had three wicks in them, right, which are pretty, apparently pretty pointless to be used as candles because they burn really quickly and they're really hot. But the reason why they had these these three-wick candles is because um, the whole of Barry Lyndon was shot with natural light, and he wanted to shoot all the interior shots had to be lit with candles. He couldn't use any other lighting source, so they had to make the they had to light everything with these these really like beefy candles that gave off loads of light. And then they use these. They had, he had like specialized lenses made that would like be really really fast. So you basically get these like really really narrow depth of field. So when you watch the film, you'll you'll notice like on close ups and stuff, like Aaron's like, eyes would be in focus. What I'm looking at right now. But then, like your nose would just just go out of focus slightly because it's just like so pin pinpoint accuracy on the on the depth of field that you anyway it's fascinating. But yeah, they had all that, that stuff so that sort of stuff there as well. But uh, Barry Lyndon's probably too long. Yeah, Lolita's pretty good. It's a bit older. It's a bit it's it's pretty. It's, I think that's a pretty good film. Um, I'm, I want to watch that with Mel. Watch it with Mel soon. Um, what else is there? I think like, a clock at what. A Clockwork lot. Orange, I would avoid. It's if too intense. Not, yeah, it's like. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a great. But great if film. you're not, if you're not, if it's, I think you have to be like. You have to be in the slightly, mood for slightly it. Desensitized. You definitely yeah. have to be. Yeah. There's some pretty horrific stuff that happens. Oh, uh, absolutely. Like, if you're not really like, know what you're going into, it might be a mm. bit like. It's, it's ultra violent. Yes, it is definitely. Uh, but yeah, I'd probably say Shining and Space Odyssey would be a good. Cool. Do you know fun fun fact? I mean, we'll get into it. Did not like two thousand and one. Did you not? No, no, I wasn't into it. It's too. When did you, when did you watch it? I watched it a bunch of times. Watched it like years ago. You know when we had that thing where we would watch like watch like late, all these classic yeah. films late at night. Yeah, but just just to give a bit of feedback, a bit of a context there. Me and Aaron. Met each, met, each, met each other in college yeah yeah and then we found out that we'd watched all these same films like when we were in our like mid-teens i guess or yeah. early, early to mid-teens just by what we just watched random stuff on tv like really yeah. late at night and we watched all these like classic classic yeah. films like 2001 space odyssey or like just like really good good films um but i i just for some reason i've just never really job with it I, i've tried because I like Stanley. Like I like Clockwork Orange. I like The Shining. Like Full Metal Jacket. Even like Eyes Wide Shut. Like I don't. You know, mm. a lot of people hate that film, and it doesn't. Doesn't. Man, I just. I think for for me, what gets me about two thousand one is, I think it's amazing. Anyway, on its own, without this caveat, but the fact that it came out yeah. before every oh, other. Oh yeah. Like it was the first. Like. You watch it now, and I think it holds up. The visuals hold up better yeah. than a lot of CGI stuff in it these days. Like it looks incredible. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and it's the, vision, the, and it takes you from the the yeah. dawn of man all the way through to to like man exploring space in one cut. That 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 cut is incredible. Oh man, I love that film. I mean, I can understand if it gets a bit tiring towards the end of the psychedelic stuff, but I I I think it's a fantastic fantastic i know I, it's yeah it's bad i know it's bad but i just like anyway. for example you know say we would bring it to the podcast and we would talk about it i don't think i would rate it down just because i didn't really like it because at least i know that for example that film i've watched like maybe in the past 10 years i was and like i understand how good it is 
Mm. I'm just not into the yeah, film. Yeah, that's fair enough, yeah. Like, the, you know, the... I'm not going to force you to like it. I mean, yeah, but the, the mu- just the music alone is like, woo, it's very cool. Did you know that when the BBC aired 2001, years ago, yeah. it was aired on like a 4 by 3 uh, aspect ratio TV screens, obviously, the, the old CRT TVs. Yeah. And you had the black bars, right? And because people complained about black bars back then, what instead of panning pan and scan, which is where they cut crop in, they didn't do that. What they instead did was they just put stars in the black bars. They just like put fake, they just, BBC just put like <laughs> lots, of, lots of dots to make it look like stars. And then like, for some shots, it looked all right because it looked like it was a space. <laughs> but then, like for interior shots, it didn't make any sense at all. It's just like these stars and the black bars. Um, really weird. Another, just one more question because I think it's just really interesting what you're talking about. Would you say, and I know you've kind of said this already, but would you say Stanley is your favorite director? <sighs> Stanley or Stanley Kubrick? Not Stanley. I mean, if, Stanley if, Kubrick. If, mm-hmm. Yeah, Stanley. Stanley Kubrick. If it, um, probably yeah. yes your favourite yeah yeah. I mean like there's plenty of films that I enjoy with other directors like David Fincher you know like Tarantino there's plenty of other directors but for me I don't know why I just really I, I just love Kubrick films it's just like oh I, 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 get, like, it. It, I get it I get it I get, I get, mm. the thing is I get the same feeling I was talking to Johnny about this in the last episode I think I get the same feeling from Ari Aster from Hereditary and, and um, Midsummer. No, way, I, really. I get that same sort of vibe it's of depth. like it, so much yeah. depth in it, and like you can look just a vision into the background of things and just yeah. be like, "Oh my days, that relates to that part." It's not just like telling a simple story; it's like creating a world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what and that's what you get with with Kubrick. It's a whole fleshed out world, and everything means something and relates to something else. And George Lucas. Um, <laughs> it's like oh. It, one thing that um, so I recently watched the extended edition of The Shining, and I did. I was in a bit of a Kubrick phase back then. I was looking into his preparation for when he was looking to do Napoleon, and he was trying to like get um, information on what he was doing every single day of his life. Oh yeah. And he had like this massive filing cabinet with loads of like little um, cards, dates on it, yeah. date cards on it. And he'd try and work out everything he was doing on every day of his life to try and make an accurate representation of, yeah. of of his life. And like you just won't get that from... There's, there's a lot of directors you just wouldn't. Day the, he, he, for Eyes Wide Shut, right, he was adamant that they, he wanted it to film, he wanted it to be set in New York, yeah. and he wanted it to feel like New York. So he paid, I don't know who it was, but it was somebody, one of his staff, for a year to go around the whole of the UK, all the high streets, photographing high streets because he, cause he the thing with Kubrick is he, he always wanted to shoot make his films in the UK uh, after the first few when he moved over he didn't want he didn't want to travel so he got he spent this guy spent a year photographing high streets and he would like come he would come and place them all in a big massive panoramic shot this long high street and then he'd try to figure out okay if we adjust this sign if we put this uh, like a, a you know if we put like a New York post sign or whatever we, we do all this make all these changes maybe it'll look like New York and they did that for a year. So that was someone's life for a year. And then eventually they realised, actually, no, it, it's not going to work. We can't get it to look like New York. <laughs> we can't get Burnley to look like New York or whatever. So they uh, eventually just built a New York street and set in, in uh, I think it was wow. in Pinewood. Um, but yeah, like, he, he, 
the amount of detail he cares about is just yeah, insane. Yeah. But then also, it's probably a bit of a detriment because the amount of time he spent researching like like Napoleon and stuff mm. or Barry Lyndon. I mean, I guess like he got, he got slower like full... and slower as he as he got older. Like his film production just slowed down so much. Yeah, you sort of think you know for a director like that, they should have had maybe twenty films under the belt uh, by the time that he um, by the time that he died. Uh, but just the pace that he was he was working at, um, being a perfectionist, I guess. Yeah. I, there's still there's still a few films I haven't seen of his. I haven't seen Doctor Strange Love. I haven't seen The Killing, which is like his first film. Yeah, I've never. I haven't seen and I haven't seen AI, which is not really his film. I mean, he started it, yeah, and then, and then he, Spielberg finished it. But I still would like to watch that, like just because yeah. I think apparently you can kind of tell when it when it shifts. Oh, and, it's and also, blatantly obvious. From what it's I understand, so obvious. From what I understand as well, like people rewatch it and then actually, yeah, they watch it the first time, don't like it, and then they rewatch it and then they get they actually start to like it a bit more. So I'm I'm fascinated, but I've never seen it, so I'm I, mean, I need to watch it. I will. I if you. If you bring it to the podcast, I'll watch it again. But I have no intention of watching that. Like, <laughs> I, 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 it's one of those films you'd never see, like on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? You just don't see that film ever. Probably because it's now. <laughs> probably. Um, I was going to say, like Stanley, like yes, his attention to detail. But then again, like I think there's a yeah, there's a different feeling from his films than there is from like a David Fincher because David Fincher also has like an insane mm. attention to detail because he'll just make you do the shot. Over and over and over and over again until he he's it's he's, you know it's perfect in, in his mind, but um, where Stanley like again has that kind of like aggression to like making sure that it's perfect, but I do think it's the research is probably probably right. But then again, I think it's also because he was a nutcase. Like he was <laughs> like he wasn't it wasn't it, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. You YouTube would probably know more than me, but wasn't he a bit insane no i don't think so was he bad to the normal? i think it was more just like people he was so demanding of people mm. that like and he would tr- he would do stuff that people didn't like like he like <clears throat> like there's a whole stuff about like in the shining when he when he shot that and you just well you probably won't like him now but he would like upset she- shelly devel um who was the woman in it he would get sort of get her upset and like t- t- so that she would she would I think she, he was trying to push her and push her and push her, and uh, but you know behind the scenes, yeah. so that it would come out on on you know, and also apparently he would um, he would also like play certain music to actors uh, when 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 there was no like I've heard there, this. yeah so we'd play music to get him into a sort of emotional state yeah so I think like Nicole Kidman for Adelaide Short would have like music so played to her so she, so she was like emoting certain emotes that he wanted to yeah. get from her and stuff anyway yeah it was very it was really really good. Uh, experience. I'm glad I went. Um, thank you to my wife for taking me. And afterwards, we went to a comedy club, which was fun as well. Yeah, that was awesome. alright. Yeah. Um, Johnny, just yep. a vibe off what we're talking about. Do you have like a a favorite director at all? And if so, why? If you don't I mean fair, if you don't, I'd, right. yeah. I mean, I probably lean towards Kubrick, really. But um, yeah, I think Christopher Nolan's done some good stuff recently. Mm. Um. Yeah, but I don't. I don't particularly go off directors. I just sort of go off. I'm a bit more basic. I'll see a trailer and be like, "Hmm, I'll give it a chance." Um, I would. I would have said 
See, for some reason, I would have said you would have been a Hitchcock guy because I know you were a big, yeah. went through a big Hitchcock phase yes. at that point, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I would have called you a Hitchcock. But maybe that Hitchcock was like guy. a few years ago, maybe. Yeah, I mean... If we're going to label yeah. each other. Because <laughs> if, you, if you just go off director, then you're kind of uh, limiting yourself. Like, like you'll get the box sets of certain people and you'll plough through it, um, which is a good way to kind of educate yourself on films you maybe wouldn't have generally picked off the shelf looking at some of the lesser works of some directors, but... Um, I'm kind of yeah. I I do I do like looking into one or two directors, but I don't get particularly hung up about it. I just see a film and I know yeah, that's, that's, that's not that's not well. We'll get to that, but that's not what I was sort of saying. I wasn't saying like you limit yourself by liking one director's work more than another. Yeah, I mean, I probably stay away like, from like James Cameron. Yeah, like but really, yes. honestly. Well, I think James Cameron's made some awesome films. Oh, wait. Oh, Terminator. Terminator 2, right? Terminator 2, Aliens. Oh, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry. Take that back. Take that back. I mean, he's made some big budget stuff. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say for Aaron, obviously, Aaron's favourite director is Michael Bay, yeah? Oh, I love Michael Bay. <laughs> I love no, it's America. A, it's a, anyone... I really liked his uh, Miami Vice. I thought that was class. I haven't seen that. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I think it's it. There's one bit right near the end where they use this really cool Mogwai tw- track. That was the first time I've ever heard Mogwai, and I got really into it. And I was like, oh, thanks, Michael Bay. Like, you've introduced me to this band. <laughs> so, yeah, at least, you know, you wasted time on a film and you got something out of it, so that's good. <laughs> Do you want to move on to what we've been watching? Yeah, let's, let's talk about what we've been watching. So, guys, uh, have you been watching any, any films recently while you've been on your travels? Um, yeah, I've been watching a bunch of stuff. Like, so not. Can I just ask, Aaron? Yes. Did you watch them on the plane? No. Oh no, that's the best bit when you go to like Canada or America. You watch some like awesome, te- well, so some terrible in-flight movie. There's a story behind that, right? So Heather and I were like amped for watching some like you know great airplane movies. Um, but essentially, like, there was no TVs there. We were like really confused. Well, on the plane. Yeah, you know, there's no TVs on the on the plane, right? So then, but there was internet, which is weird, but we couldn't, for some reason it wasn't working on the way there, but on the way back, it kind of was working, but basically what we figured out was that was the in-flight, inter- uh, the internet was basically the in-flight movie, so it had like an app that you download uh, beforehand, okay. and then you can watch all the films. So Like a, like a, big, a big Plex server. On yeah, there. like a big Plex <laughs> server, yeah, um, And but we realized this as literally as we landed, oh, and we so were getting annoyed. off the plane, and we were like, damn. That sucks because we, we could watch some pretty funny films. Did you see what the options were? No. Oh. I know, that sucks, right? That sucks, yeah. Um, so what I tend to do when I'm really tired is watch trash, like real, real trash. So I've got some trash films to talk about. Some quick reviews. Yeah, quick, 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 quick reviews. And then I've got like two outstanding things that I'll Ooh. talk about. But I think we all want, want to talk about this one thing that's been going on recently. Okay. Um, so... First of all, I've seen Mile 22. What? Mile 22. Mile 22. That sounds like that film that came out a few years ago. What was it? Um, Mile 22. No. Has he got Robert Carlyle? Nope. Do you remember that film that came out a few years ago? I can't remember what it was called, but it was. It had about 50, about 30 different actors in it. And it was all like, it was supposed to be terrible. And somehow they like got all these actors to be in this film. I can't remember what it was called. Number 47. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, so something like number... F- yeah, I remember that. that I didn't watch that, it. I didn't but... watch, it looked awful. Anyway, sorry. What's Catch, catch What? What is it? <laughs> Mile 22. Mile 22. Is it like an Eminem 
rapper film. Okay, no, it stars <laughs> Ma- Mark Wahlberg, uh, Lauren Cohen. Um, she's from The Walking Dead. And Iko Uwes, he is the guy, and you should know him because he's the guy from The Raid. The main dude. Oh, right, okay. Oh, and John Malkovich is in it for, like, a bit. He's in it. <laughs> yeah, he's, for some reason he is in he's all these... cropping up in all these yeah, films. really bad films with, like, Maybe he's got some sort haircuts. of, like, tax debt or something. He's just trying to pay it off. So, <laughs> it's... Um, I'll just read the synopsis that's on there because it'll be easier. Uh, a small team of elite American intelligence officers, part of a top-secret tactical command unit, try to smuggle a mysterious police officer with sensitive information out of Indonesia. And it's basically like, it's just like a covert conspiracy, like, shoot em up, stupid, stupid film. When, and did, when like, did this come out? Is this recent? 2018. I watched it on Netflix. I was like half asleep at the time. They, I, so, sorry, this to me sounds like this is very similar, sounds like to Triple Frontier, from what I, like, that was like a big Netflix film that came out uh, recently. What, what, the how, reason how, I how haven't watched pi- that, it's like, it looks too long. Right. Why did you pick this film? Because it was crap. You just wanted something. Yeah, I don't because I'm gonna fall asleep. I just need something, just something to just like daze in and out. Because my sleeping patterns have been all over the place with jet lag, so that was that was bad. Um, I think I might like this. No, because it won't. says the film marks the fourth collaboration between Berg and Wahlberg following Lone Survivor, tick, Deepwater Horizon, tick, and Patriots Day, tick. I, I like all three of those films. <laughs> then you should watch this film because. But just look at the, the the picture there. Is that is that what enticed you into it? Because that looks like something I could have made on paint. Mm, I think it looks pretty cool. No, <laughs> does it look cool? It looks like yeah, it looks like a weird like low block up pixel like, art, like like a fax machine someone sent through. It's just stupid. It's just a stupid film. And then like, I mean, if you're gonna watch it, I won't spoil it. But it's basically full of like espionage but like really badly scripted espionage or like just badly wrote espionage the second crap film that i've watched was one called bushwick bushwick Bushwick. (laughs) stars (laughs) dave is it bastus bastus das dave batusta batusta there we go yeah uh britney snow um i don't know who she is and i don't know a bunch of other people that i don't know uh you're really going for this military oh, films <laughs> aren't you this easy is you can one. possibly do some shooting in it and you went like, to canada got yeah proper testosterone <laughs> yeah, I, did, just did, like, did, I, did. I need to watch menly men do things <laughs> Uh, when a u.s-based military force invades their brooklyn neighborhood 20 year old lucy and war veteran stoop must depend on each other to survive right so basically it's like it's like gun warfare thing shooting it involves, people it, it, wait it invades Brooklyn mm-hmm. <laughs> what this is so weird so basically the premise of the film is like all these different states like California Texas they've all banded together to to make their own like military because oh, okay. yeah, it's yeah. like a civil war right? right but in New York the military team chose to take out Bushwick not all of New York just Bushwick. So they invaded Bushwick and just started like shooting each other in the streets and like basically, basically the Bushwick community pushed back and like fight. Don't mess with Brooklyn. Yeah, don't mess with Brooklyn, yo. Um so the one positive from the film is it's actually shot pretty well because everything's just like follow cam, but there's like oh, yeah. huge, huge one shot moments, which are really cool. Like children and men sort of style. Yeah, but the problem is the film's crap. Right, right. So I was like, oh, this would be so good in any other why, film. Why is it Why is it bad? Why? Um, It's just the dialogue's awful. Yeah. Dave's acting is... Oh. Like, yeah, he's sort of like side character, I feel like. He can like 
play a couple of roles. Like he was in Blade uh, Blade Runner. He was in um, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And, and I like he him. He plays that. those roles well, I think. Whereas yeah. I don't, oh, I don't, he's a wrestler, isn't he? So yeah. I don't know there's a can... lot of dialogue in this, and he yeah. doesn't 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 suit it really. And this the whole premise of the film is just stupid, but not stupid in a funny way, just just bad. Um, yeah. And then like, are you, are you gonna watch it? Because nope. I'm gonna spoil <laughs> it. And I'm people gonna spoil it. don't watch this. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, basically, right, you get to the end of the film, and then Dave's character dies. Oh right? no. And then right at the end, the other girl, the main girl, she dies, like right at the end. And I was like, well, that was great. There's no resolution. So that was silly. The name of it just sounds a bit too local to me. Bushwick sounds yeah. like Almondbury or like, I don't know. But I've saved, <laughs> <laughs> I've, saved, I've saved the best till last, guys. I've saved the best till last. This, is, this film genuinely had me like dying. I was like, what am I watching? This is a crazy, crazy film. Well, should, do you want to go? Do you want to talk about that in a bit after one of us has talked? Because I feel like you know you've been talking for a while. Maybe you yeah. Wanna... Sorry, yeah, you're right. You're right. I watch a lot of trash. So yeah, yeah, okay. Johnny, what have you watched recently? Um, it was a little while ago now, but the the last film that I watched was uh, The Fugitive. Ooh, oh, great uh, film! I watched that in like the last year. Yeah, it's it's been on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's I'd never seen it before. I I've seen clips of that film for years. It's quite like <laughs> a it's one, well yeah yeah. It's quite it's one of those films that's quite recognisable. It's got some iconic moments in it. Yeah, I mean like yeah I, I I've just I've seen I think a lot of films parried it as well. Like I, f- I feel like I've watched like quite a, I've seen quite a lot of it through other films and TV shows and stuff. Yeah, I think Simpsons are, like reference it oh, quite yeah. a lot, like the the dam scene and like where it's, where he's like jumping off but I think like Jane Silent Bob also that film there's a quite a few fugitive references in that yeah anyway. it's pretty pretty good I mean basically a guy's been um, convicted of a murder uh, and he um, is sent to prison but on the way to prison uh, the there's a train the, derail isn't there yeah the uh, the bus that all the prisoners are in is sort of veered onto the railway and um, uh, the uh, prisoners manages to escape and it's his sort of journey to trying to prove his innocence um, or try and figure out whether he's innocent or not. But it's pretty good. Like so this, I, this, yeah. this has Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh yeah, that that he's a great. He's yeah, <laughs> the perfect man to play. He's the bounty. He's like the the sheriff, isn't he? Yeah, like, the, yeah. The police, Marshall, police Marshall. The Marshall. The Marshall. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a great film, a great action film. Like I didn't really expect much from it, to be honest. But I, it's I just really things, enjoyed like, it. Harrison Ford, like at th- that age as well, you sort of don't think of him as like, I don't know, I don't really think, oh, I want to watch the film because he's got Harrison Ford in it. Like, yeah, you th- I don't really think much of Harrison. Ford. I mean, like I like him in Star Wars and the Indiana Jones stuff, but like I don't really really think of many big films he was in. He looks really like, cool at the start of this. Oh, film. you mean? Do you mean by this point in his career? Yeah, like later oh, on, like, like okay. sort of like late, is late nineties, I think it is. Uh, yeah, early nineties. Yeah. But yeah, like he, it was he, he's really good, in it, isn't he? he? Yeah, like he, he looks like a really cool guy. Like in the in the start where he's got like the beard and slick back hair and stuff. He's um, yeah, he's and you and you see him sort of transform throughout the film. But he is a good actor away from his sci-fi and Indiana Jones work. I do like those sort of films, though. They're sort of like on-the-run films. Like, um, one of my other favourites I like is... Um, what's it called? The one with Will Smith in it. 
Enemies of State. Enemies of State. That's another like similar sort of vein. He's getting hunted down. Like that. I love those sort of films, especially like mid late nineties films like that. It's just yeah. He was probably it was probably the height of his career. You know, like the Fugitive. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because he'd done he'd done Blade Runner, Star Wars, uh, Indiana. Like he'd done Patriot Games. So he was he was probably. Or maybe he was on a lull, and this is what like brought him back. Maybe I yeah. seem to remember. Wasn't there like a? I don't want to. If people haven't watched the film, spoilers coming up. But isn't there like a really weird, convoluted storyline with like a, a prosthetic leg? Like he figures out who. Yeah, it's who, uh yeah a guy with a prosthetic arm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. 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 He remembers it, and he's like, mm, and then then he goes down the route of like going to the is it the podiatrist? Yeah. Uh, or the in the hospital. Yeah, to try and f- I think it's podiatrist. Who uh, and trying like f- work backwards to try and figure Forgot out whose arm yeah. it could have been uh, it ends up, <laughs> from the, like, yeah. the mechanism and the arm and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, it's good to see like Tommy Lee Jones in something because like we see him in like more modern films. But I'm just like, as the old where's man. he come from? Yeah. <laughs> like, I I looked before this, there wasn't particularly much that um, I've watched uh, before this film. Um, so it was good to sort of see some of his earlier. Work, but he looks pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. aged at all. Um, or he looked old when he was younger, or he aged quickly. Mm. Or maybe he's like some sort of Benjamin Button, yeah, kind dude. of character. Um, but yeah, he went on to do like a. Um, there was a sequel to that. Was there called U.S. Marshals? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, which didn't do quite as well, but I'm based off the it. first one. Like, I'd probably give it a go. Um, haven't you seen anything? Yeah, I saw a few things recently. Um, I'll start with... So I was off ill uh, for a few days. And I didn't really want to watch anything too intense or whatever. So I, it's been on my mind to watch this film for a long time. It's a John Carpenter film, They Live. I don't, have, you guys, have you guys seen this film? I've never heard of it. So I was tempted to pick this for one of the films we watched but I don't, I don't i don't think it would probably hold up enough for it to be on the list or anything but basically live is john carpenter sorry john carpenter is a very interesting director because he makes really different films like every film he makes is very different to each other um so i've i've only ever seen i think i've only ever seen halloween and uh the thing of his which i both love those films really good films but they live is a strange one it's basically the premise is there's a drifter uh, well, it's set in New York. Um, it's sort of like it's. I think it's mid eighties, um, and sort of society is falling apart a little bit. Like there's like loads of people out of work, loads of people going hungry, homeless. Um, there's a lot of like really rich people and then really poor people. And there's this is the story revolves on this guy is a drifter, and he is wandering around New York trying to find like somewhere to go. Uh, and trying to find a job so he get, gets a job on, on the labor site and then he goes to this like sort of like um sort of like a, a drifter camp loads of people that are living like in, in like camps and stuff anyway and basically one thing leads to another and you he finds he finds out by putting on some sunglasses that someone that these people make that the world is being controlled by aliens are some other race of 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 being and like so like one of the things is he puts the glasses on and again this is spoilers for this film i mean i mean the 
I heard about this film or before I heard what the premise of this film was before I watched the film, so I won't go into too much more detail. But basically, the premise is you put these glasses on and you look at like a magazine or you look at like a billboard, and instead of seeing like an advert for Coke, it will say it'd be like a white billboard with like black text on it that says consume, or like you'll look at um, like you look at like a a magazine which has got like a model on it, and it'll say like procreate or whatever and the idea is like that humans are being like subliminally mind controlled by all these this other, this other race of beings and then he realizes that and then basically he what how he how he reacts to that knowledge and find out that is the whole film and like it's a bit of a silly film i mean it's the same guy who made big trouble uh, big trouble in little china and um escape from new york so it, it's sort of that in that vein of his films um there's like a seven minute long fight scene between. So, again, sorry to. I didn't mention this. So, the main character is uh, Roddy Piper, who is a wrestler. And then he's also. Uh, there's Keith David, who's in the thing as well. But he's in this film. Um, and him and. Uh, Roddy Piper and Keith David have this like seven minute long street fight. And it was supposed to be. If I would read about it, it was supposed to be like a 30 second long thing. But, like, for some reason. They just like choreographed it themselves, and they had this big long fight, and he loved it that much that he just left the whole thing in. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's a really. I hope I haven't spoiled it too much for it. It's definitely worth watching. It's kind of interesting. It does look cool. It's definitely. a really cool premise. I feel like it would be remade. It'd be a much better film to remake now because it like it is good in some ways, but it's also a bit cheesy and corny, and could be much better. Where did you watch it? I recorded it off the TV or the horror channel. The horror uh, channel, right? So I watched it on my on my Plex server, yeah. Awesome. Um, so I watched that, which was, yeah, quite, quite a fun, interesting film. I'm kind of interested in watching more John Carpenter films after after this. I think I'm going to watch, probably going to watch Escape from New York. Uh, I next. feel like watching The th- the Thing right now, just oh, to kind thing of is give so me good. some cool vibes. Yeah, um, it's such a good film, I think. It's one of my favourites. Um, but then after that, maybe the day later or whatever, I watched another film from the ho- ho- the horror channel. Turns out the horror channel has some good some good movies. Um I watched a film I I I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Um I can't remember I can't remember if I asked you, but I watched it years ago when I was when I was a teenager. It's a film based in Scotland, a bunch of British actors, and it's called Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers. I've that? never seen it but I know what it is. Have you no, seen it? I've not it? seen it, no. This film I may choose for one of our podcasts to watch because it is really good in some ways yeah and also like not great in other ways but like i won't talk i'm not going to give a i'll just give a quick synopsis but i want to get to too much because i think we're good to talk about properly as a proper podcast but basically Actually, i think i might have seen this i might have got this in a box set <laughs> yeah i it, got this it, in a box set it was it's basically instinct. uh early 2000s england oh scotland sorry uh, in, uh british forces doing a training mission and basically, they're in the woods in in Scotland, remote woods, and then they basically come across werewolves, and it's the whole like them fighting off the werewolves is the film, and it's actually pretty good actually. I mean, like it's it's a really cheap budget film, and there's but there's some actors you'll recognise. So oh, yeah. uh, Liam, what's his name? Uh, Cunningham. Liam, yeah, from Game of Thrones, he's in it. Mm-hmm. So he plays. Um, well, who's he playing Game of Thrones? Come on, Aaron. Oh, the Onion Knight. Onion Knight, that's the one. Uh, and there's a bunch of other British actors you'll know, you'll recognise when you, if you if you watch it. I just loads. Um, but yeah, like 
I really enjoy it. Uh, I, I remember loving it when I watched it years ago, and I, I was just curious to watch it again. So I'm, I think I probably will pick it as a film at some point in the future for us to watch. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd loved it. It was really good. Yeah, cool. Um, the only other film I watched was uh, Dawnwall. Oh, uh, oh yeah, film. yeah. Which um, is a good sort of companion piece to um, Free Solo. Um, this so is I'm, is this Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's similar kind of premise to Free Solo. It's about a guy called Tommy Caldwell, who's a well-renowned American climber, who tries to to climb up the dorm wall uh, in Yosemite Park um, in one push. So unlike Alex Honnold when he when he did his uh, ascent of El Capitan in like three hours, this one took like. It took some time. Right, okay. <laughs> it took some time. Uh, so there's footage of him being on a portal ledge overnight. Uh, yeah. So it, it it takes him a bit longer than uh, maybe he thinks. And he, he's doing it with a partner. Um, so Tommy Corwell will climb up one section of the rock yeah. and then he'll be followed by his partner climbing up the next section of the rock. Um, so it's uh, the story of them doing that and the media attention that they got from doing that. So obviously... like. It's weird how these films, again, we say this a few times, but these, these films sort of come out together in pairs for some reason, like Armageddon, Armageddon and Deep Impact. Mm. I mean, to me, it felt like these two came out in a similar time and doing similar things. Like, how, would you, like, are they very similar films or, or would you um, say, like, doing quite different they've things? Got, they've got some similar um, aspects to it, uh, but there's some quite interesting stuff at the start of this to do with the history of like Tommy Caldwell when he was um, younger climbing in um, some areas uh, where he got involved with some terrorists. Um, oh, right, so okay. there's some quite interesting stories there, but I won't um, divulge too more. But yeah, there was some serious things that went on there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Um it's not as I didn't find it as tense as Free Solo because obviously Free Solo, if 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 the if Alex let let go of the rope, uh, let go of the rock, he would fall down and oh yeah, because he's, he's, he's not uh, using any sort of safety harnesses at all, is he? Yeah, but in in this one, it's all roped up, so there's not that same level of tension no. there. But you're still with him, wanting wanting him to complete the goal. I think you know some of the reason why there's been two sort of big climbing films quite recently is. Climbers going to be in the Olympics next year. Oh yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that. Like some of the big, like Adidas has bought out a big climbing uh, company, so there's lots of, lot money, of money going into put, the yeah. sport, and I think just more people are, are interested in that sort of thing. What's the other climbing film that you recommended? Um, a documentary about the, the the plane that goes into the um, crashes. Remember you recommend recommending it's, it? called Valley Uprising. That's the one. I think that was on Netflix as well for yeah, a little while. Yeah, that, that one I definitely... Because I've, I've heard that story and it sounds fascinating. I want to watch that. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically, it's it's uh, that's a documentary uh, from 60s and 70s with the first climbers in that particular part of America. And um, they were sort of outlaws, kind of just like... So they, they were climbing one day uh, and they were just out for a hike somewhere. And they came across this uh, mountain uh, lake where there was a plane wreckage in it. Yeah. So they swam up to the to the wreckage and found all these like bales of um, uh, marijuana. So they 
uh, like got all the climbing buddies together and got these bales and bales and bales of it out uh, but it was all soaked in like petrol fumes. yeah Jet so fuel, they yeah. um kind of dried it all out and i think i think they tried to wash it and then uh, they sold it and some of them like started lives with it yeah. like they had no money or anything at that point so they they found it and sold it and it's crazy um, story yeah but yeah so uh, there's a couple of climbing films there if you're interested in that sort of thing Aaron, have you got another film for us? Yes, well, please. No, no, no. It's, well, okay, this one's amazing. It's also another Scottish film, and it f- maybe features some of the actors that. Because then we can talk. But after we talk about that, we can talk about um, the main thing we should all be talking about. So this film is called Doomsday. Came out. Doomsday. In, came out in two thousand and eight. It's a futuristic action thriller where a team of people work together to prevent a disaster threatening the future of the human race. That Aaron, is why, where do you find these films? <laughs> all on Netflix. Stars Rona, Mitra, Bob Hoskins, and Alexander Sedeg. Sedeg? Bob Hoskins in it. Yeah, it? Bob Hoskins. He's a cop in it. He's a retired cop. Oh, he's, a, he's an actual cop. So essentially, right, what happens is in Scotland, in Scotland alone, there's this crazy disease that breaks out, right? So it's killing, killing everyone. Um, and then essentially, like what the United Kingdom decide to do is to like wall off Scotland, <laughs> right? Build the wall. Yeah, this, this is the wall of Scotland Crazy. in like a day or something. And then essentially, like what happens is years later, like there's an outbreak in London of the of the disease, but there's been security cameras and footage in Scotland to say that the Scots are still alive. So obviously, they find a cure. So they send an elite team in, <laughs> another elite team, to go in and like find like the cure or whatever. And essentially, what they find is like a bunch of cannibals, who like just like Scots just eating like people, and like they're all like punks and making, they're all really Scottish, making some, some haggis out of humans. Yeah, it will essentially, and they make, they drink like te- tenants. Is that the Scottish drink? Yeah, yeah, they drink like tenants and like. So that's one part, and there's another part which is like even more digress, and they use swords, and they're all back to like knighthood. <laughs> they live in a castle. It's just stupid. I mean, it is. It was really funny. Like I was watching it, and I was like, "This is just ridiculous." And then I don't know. They find the cure. Can I say on the on the IMDb page, it doesn't yeah. say it's a comedy. It says action sci-fi thriller. But you're, you're describing it as some sort of comedy. It's absolutely mental, mate. It's absolutely insane. I, you know what? Don't even watch the film. Just go on to Google, type in Doomsday 2008, and just look at some of the flipping screenshots because they're just stupid. Do you think um, that would be like a good holiday film if you're going to Scotland? Would, do you think it would give you a good vibe of like... Absolutely. I would recommend this film. Watch Dog Soldiers and then this. Double Bill. Yeah. Taste of Scotland. Not Highlander or... No, 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 you don't want to watch a good Scottish film. Braveheart. You don't want to watch a bad Scottish film. Should cool. we talk uh, Stranger Things? So yeah, we can talk, we can talk it about it. I've already got up to episode six. Yeah, we'll be season. we'll be brief. Um, well, I think we'll be yeah, brief. We'll be brief. Um, I think I'm up to f- episode five. Should we try or and six? Just not doing spoilers? Really, we'll I just I didn't want to talk, talk spoilers. It. I don't think it's been long enough. Maybe for the us first to talk. episode. I mean, oh, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't think. I don't think. Like, I think let's talk about Stranger Things as a okay, whole. Like, fine. what? Yeah. You, for season one is an amazing, amazing. Out of ten, oh, like, okay. So season one out of ten, where would you? What would you give it? Probably like an eight. An eight. Nine, I'd say nine. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a nine. I was, I was really impressed with the with the first season when it came out. It, like Heather and I were talking about it the other night. It was just like the suspense of not knowing what the enemy was and the way the program like dealt with that was mm. so good. Like 
it just the build up to like the demagogue was just like awesome. And then also what I like is each season's kind of been quite different from each other because they've not been able to do the same thing as season yeah. one, have they really? Yeah, I I think for me, as it's gone on, it's got a bit weaker. That's but that's my feeling. So Especially what's your rating on season two? If you didn't have episode, what's the what's where eleven goes emo? When, oh, that's yeah. bad. Cut that and out. there's a couple of there's a. I've, there's some good bits in there. So it's really there, good episodes. Yeah, there was. I just had a few issues of like the way they handled some relationships and then the way they sort of like became like the way like full circle. The good bits about season two was um oh, Steve. Can you just Steve, say Steve, yes. Steve, right. So when Steve <sighs> and the whole storyline with Steve and the kids is just brilliant. I just I love that. Steve Har- Steve Harrington and him 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 hanging out with the kids and yeah. like protected him well. I, I, I really like that character. Mm. I think uh, the show's ability, right, to take, like, a character that was bad to begin with yeah, and I then need to flip re-watch. them. I need to re because I was watching so I good. a couple of clips again of the first season. He's a douchebag. And you forget how, how, yeah, how, how annoying he is, but, like, he's completely flipped. It's amazing how they can do that. They can just, like, the same character, but they just, like, change yeah. his story arc, comes around, yeah. and they really enjoy and it. And they do this time and time again. You have these bad characters that actually become good. Um and like the way the show does that, it's just so good at it. It's just so so good. Like, and there's probably someone else from season one that I can think about, a uh, season two that I can think about. Um, but off the top of my head, I can't. But yeah, what I've loved about season three, one of my favorite parts, other than the music being phenomenal, mm. is its ability to, you know, tip the hat at all these classic eighties amazing like the films yeah the tropes so. the, the, the movie archetypes so we've got so like i'm gonna okay we've got terminator yeah um uh, what else we got we've got i'm trying to think i've got to be careful now i've got to be yeah, really careful about what i say hark back to russians being russians. The yeah russians yeah. being the bad guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um oh like do you, like is that if I mention if I mention the the thing, is that a spoiler? Yeah, the thing. Yeah, I mean yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, there's, I was thinking. Yeah, there's definitely lots of. I, I still think the thing looks better visually. Oh like, no, I no, I actually creepy, really more like, creepier. I really like. But, I really liked how this looked. That's all again. This the CGI in it is so good. Mm. Really creeped me out. Like not in like a oh I'm so scared, but just I was like it is creepy. Ugh. Yeah, that's but gross. I I think this series just like the colours and just yeah. visually it's just like popping. Like yeah. it's really just really nice and fun just to like even without knowing the story or listening to the to the music, it's just really gorgeous to look at. Like yeah, it's a it's a very pretty It, it makes program. me like it does make me think about being a teenager or a young kid and hanging out at the at the, at the mall, at the shopping at mall, the mall and all that sort of stuff and going to the cinema with your mates and like it does it does make me think about that like it's that, but that, that this is that whole show, though, isn't it? The whole yeah, show is. Yeah. Remember when this happened and it was awesome, and you could like remember in the eighties when we were you know playing Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. that's the whole show. I am getting a little tired of the of the whole like eighties aesthetic. Like, oh no, I'm I don't think bit, so. I'm just getting a bit like okay, I'm, I'm oh. sort of a bit bored of this now. It's so. It's just, I just think the character growth, like the script. 
the music, like everything that I didn't like about season two, they've kind of fixed in this season. Like a, a lot of like the character relationships. Do, does mm. it not annoy you like the whole like you know how they do the different storylines yeah. for a different set of characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all like they all don't know what the other person's storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that, but they do it. They've, I feel like they're pushing it even more this season. Yeah, than yeah. In the previous season. I feel like in the previous season it was maybe three storylines. Now it feels like it's like five or six. It just feels like there's loads of stuff going on. Mm. Maybe, maybe it isn't that many. And like I think later, obviously later on you go in the show, they're going to start coming back together again. Yeah. But, but, but I was thinking about this, like I care about all the individual characters. Yeah, yeah. Like Absolutely. I feel like they're so well fleshed out. Like you kind of know where they've come from and... um you know what's brought them to this point and i think it's that way of telling the story it's almost like a i don't know if it's the best reference but like a lost-esque uh way of you know yeah. bringing the character development along they, they have the they have the benefit of being able to do these really long these like they're like it's basically like a 10-hour film yeah you know, yeah I mean? yeah like, absolutely and the, and you're able to get into that whereas like obviously some some it's like it the, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah, 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 but yeah. in terms of like that's all nostalgia of the 80s, similar sort of character archetypes and stuff, kids fighting, back, it, but they, they, do, they do it in a much, much, much quicker, expedient way, yeah. Um, but I, I, I think I'm more excited to see the new It film than I was about Stranger Things. When I heard Stranger Things season three was out, I was like, oh, okay, I'll probably watch oh, it. Oh, I was amped, I was so amped, I was like, yeah. ready for it. I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer, I think, just after Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I was just like, yes, yes. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's like, I saw a Chernobyl, I was like, flip, it's going to be heavy, but yes, this looks good. And then yeah. Strange, uh, Strange Things, like, yes, this looks like it'll be a bit lighter and good as well. So, yeah. I do, I think their use of like comedy <laughs> and then like the lightheartedness, because it is like, it's like, obviously, it, I, wanna, I don't want to say like a kid's show, but it is for like younger people, I suppose. Like a wide range of people, sorry, it was probably a better way to describe know, it. There's some like proper freaky stuff in yeah. this season though. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Some proper intense things like, like the the woman in the hospital oh, bed yeah. and the the guy in the sauna. Try not to give away any spoilers, but like, that bit yeah. was so intense. Yeah, it was. It was the f- bit in the hospital, which episode was it, Johnny? I don't think like, he's had the hospital episode yet. Um... No, you've, got, you've got even more intensive to come. That whole section, I mean, yeah. that whole section was, was just like awesome. How good is that the music? Was good. That the was very good. So good. That, ah. I see, like most of the, the of the show, you can, I can point to things that have come out before, like other films that uh, I couldn't really think of anything that that, that reminded me of that whole section. Mm. Anyway, mm, yeah, I know. It's it, there's a bunch of different films that, like uh, again, it would be one. Et would be another. Um, there's definitely also nods to like, um, like Ferris Bueller and things like yeah. that. Like there's like little, there's other like sort of teenage films that came out in that John era. H- John Hughes films. John Hughes films. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like he, like, I just think I love the fact that it's not into these films because I quite like a lot of 80s films and I love the fact that the use of music is so good mm. and I just like that. The things that annoyed me about season two, they've seen that, I think, and then they've been like, "Oh, okay, we'll we'll, we'll change that and we'll change yeah. we'll tinker with yeah. this character a little bit." And it's like that's that's so good. My my only, well, only I've got a few problems with it, but one of the problems I have with it as well is, it feels like there's no stakes, in the show. It doesn't feel like any of the characters that I care about are going to potentially be in harm's way, really. Um, mm. And they usually, like, last, obviously, season two, they killed off um, 
Sean Astin, the actor. Yeah, I hated that they did that. That game, that's one of the things that just annoyed me so much. Obviously, in the first season, they killed off the... Barb. Barb, yeah. Yeah. But like, so I'm like, okay, there's probably someone's going to die, probably. But... I when there was like the big action films, action scenes, I'm just like, oh, Eleven's gonna do something to save the day because she always does. Like it, that that's where I'm sort of getting a bit like, okay, like okay, I I need to, like I was hoping, I don't want to spoil it, but I was hoping at one point that she might something might, something bad might happen to her. Something, something yeah, to her like, yeah, you've not yeah, finished it. So you don't, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. No, what I'm saying is like you've not finished it. So you saying I was hope I hope that something bad happens to her. It's, it's nothing. It's not yeah. a spoiler or anything like that. Yeah, anyway, because you don't know. But I, all I'd say is stick with it because I really think the ending is is great, and it's just oh, I'm I want to go back and watch it all again. So um so quickly season two. What did you what would you rate season two? Oh, it's like a solid five. Five. I think I preferred it more than that. I think probably like a seven. Yeah, I'd probably go with a seven. And then for you completely finishing season three. I want to say 9.5. It's my favourite, but is it just because it's fresh? Mm. Is it because Steve Harrison's wearing his, his <sighs> sailor costume? Oh, that sailor kidding. costume. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Steve went from like cool level. When season two, so it's like that's the reason it's a five, right? Steve went from like he's a solid... 12 <laughs> like there's things that he does like you've probably seen some of them you know when he just like enters a room or he does some sort of quip or like he just does something really cool where it's like yeah he's a cool guy like he's a cool <laughs> like no one's that cool I, Steve is by far the best person how, how about you Johnny at the moment Wait, at the moment um, I'd say probably on par with uh, the first season so I think I give it a 9 I'd probably go with a 7 7 so I think it's going slowly down. It's, but it's still good. It's still good TV. Yeah, absolutely. It's still I mean, shot amazing. Well. People boot off about sevens, and seven isn't bad. No, no, no. I still, oh, yeah. Seven's still good. Six or a five is okay. But seven, good. Sweet. It's not Game of Thrones quite yet. <laughs> but no. The actors have been online moaning about the fact oh, that yeah. everyone's upset about it. Uh, let's not get into that. We can go for a long time. <laughs> I just I don't want to talk about it Game of Thrones anymore, yeah, so that's fine. Yeah. Right, guys, so thank you for joining us on this steamy evening. Um, steamy? Well, it's it's pretty warm still. Clammy. What Clammy, time is it? Yeah. Is it it's Thick, uh, moist. With heat. It's half past ten, and it's, yeah. You know what? We were, really we were outside before, enjoying the nice, yeah, nice cool air. Yeah. And it's like, you know, a few, Spitting. Just a few little bits of droplets of water, and then nothing... No, no rainstorm, no thunderstorm, just nothing. What a disappointment! I was hoping our, our listeners would be able to hear some like beautiful rain, raindrops and like yeah, like blustery night wind and and thunderstorm. It would have made it some cool, a really nice atmosphere. But no, nothing. Just just warm, clammy air in Johnny's house. <laughs> anyway, cool. So we'll be back <laughs> with some sort of more regularish yeah. content soon. Back in August, se- season two. In August, yeah. Um, you're are you away? I'm only away next week, so I'll be back. Yeah, we're back. We're back to normal. Um, um, we've got some quite interesting stuff lined up. Um, oh yeah, potential maybe some potential interviews maybe. Yeah, some some potential oh, yeah. interviews with. Um, oh, with people. Did we mention? Oh, we'll talk about that afterwards. Um, so yeah, so yeah, stick around and we'll see you next time. Oh, if you've got any questions, don't forget to ask us on the gram or email us at moviequestpod at gmail.com but please 
get in touch with us because it makes Absolutely. a whole difference. And also, uh, if you like our show, please tell your friends. Please tell your friends, yeah, because that's the only way we're going to grow the podcast is people telling their friends about it, and it really and family. Oh, I feel yeah. like we've got more family than friends listening. Yeah, we wait, 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 guys, guys. Uh, we nearly did this podcast, and I haven't apologized for something. So right, way back when, way back when, um, we were talking about. I specifically talked about Captain Marvel. Do you know what mistake that I made? <laughs> Oh, I saw this message on Instagram. It didn't make any sense to me. I right. didn't understand. So. Oh, did you did you say the wrong? I actress? said Alison Brie instead of Brie Larson, Brie Larson as the actress who plays Captain Marvel. Right. And so one of our listeners, okay, Lewis, uh, me- messaged and said, "Yeah, you got it wrong. Like, massively got it wrong." And then he sent us a bunch of pictures, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as with Alison Brie being Captain America, I think. I don't know. Anyway, I apologise, listeners. I apologise, Lewis. Uh, thanks for calling us out. If we, if you send us more corrections, maybe we'll do a correction segment. Oh, show. absolutely. But so far, we've had one. So you know, we'll, we'll read them out. But please get, uh, get in touch. Tell your friends. Uh, yeah, it's really, really helpful for, to go to the show. Subscribe on all formats. That's great. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just like download it. Like Download our show like 10 times. Uh, it's probably yeah. it is just probably just Lewis yeah, on all of them. Yeah, different different things. Right, thank you very much, guys. See yeah. ya. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.